The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Gitin. Masechet Gitin has been sponsored by our good friend and loyal Talmud of the Dafayomi, Mr. Haimi Dana, and his dear wife, Hashem Ishmael Mechayim. He has dedicated this Masechet according to the following principle. Our rabbis tell us that when you learn something, it can avert that item from happening. So we'd like to learn the Masechet Gitin, so it will remain in the theory of learning and never come to fruition in actuality. And therefore it should be blessed, him and his dear wife, and all of Klal Yisrael, with Shalom Bayit, and Atzlachan Harvacha, Bechol Ma'asei Yedehem, Amen. we are on Bet. We are starting um Ba'id Ami Barhamat, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the bottom. Ba'id Ami Barhamat. Hayu Muhzakin Betavla Shishela. She had a, a tablet, piece of wood, right? A, a ledger, actually, we called. And everybody knew that the ledger belonged to the lady. She's Muhzak. She's the one that's holding the ledger. Everybody knows it's her ledger. They get Katuvalia. And behold, there's a gate written on this ledger. Hmm. And uh, now, he's the one that's giving the get. <coughs> so the question is, Mao, what's the uh, what's the law? Uh, she says, Only problem is, he's coming to Begadesha with an item that the Hazaka is, is hers. Mm-hmm. Now you cannot be Megadesh with something that belongs to the lady. Pasuk says, Venatan. So now over here, you're not giving her anything. You're not, uh, so the question is, how is this uh, going to work? What's the deal? Mi <coughs> Amrinan. Do we say, Do we say that she must have been makne the get to the husband? She can gift it or acquire it to the husband. And therefore, it's his item. That's what you could assume. Because you want to get to work, right? So the only way to get can work over here is if the lady is makne the tabla to the husband. Do you, do you assume that that's what she did? Or dilma, or do you say, lo yad'a Do you say that she doesn't know that she has to be makne? Tosfot says, perush bedavar shehum mahzir la velo gamra umikniya le. Since she's getting it back, so she doesn't know the law that she asked the mamash acquire it as a kenyan. So if anything, she'll just like lend it to him. That's not enough. I mean, she's thinking anyway. I'm getting it back anyway. So what am I, what am I giving it to him for? I'm going to get it back in a second. So therefore, she doesn't makne it full heartedly. She just gives it to him temporarily, which is not good for a get. Look at that she. Lo lo gamra umikneya. Davar she'en belibal la tet matana gemura. 
she doesn't acquire something to the husband that she knows that he's not going to have it in totality because she's getting it back. Comes out, she's only getting divorced with something that belongs to her. But the pasuk says v'natam, which means it's got to come from the husband. So that is the she'ela on the table over here. An item that we know belongs to her. And all of a sudden we see the husband divorcing her with that item. With that tabla. She'ela. Does the lady makne the item back to the husband so it be considered his, so she can get divorced? Or do we say that since anyway it's not going to be the husband's forever, it's anyway coming back to her, so therefore she doesn't know to be it completely, if anything maybe she'll just like lend it to him, and therefore it's not going to be considered a get, what's the hasaron over here in the get? It's not venatan. comes the Gemara and says, we'll bring uh, some proofs here Tashema Afu e'id al kefar katan shahaya besad Yerushalayim there was a certain village next to Jerusalem, and there was a certain Zekin over there, and he used to be the um, the lender of the Kfar. He would lend money to the people of the Kfar. He would write the Shtarot, and of course, other people would sign, get signatures as well. Which means he already is writing the shtad. According to some Mishnah explanation, is he writes the shtad? You know, I lent so and so money over here, etc. And as a result, once you have a shtad, not only is he able to collect the money that is owed to him, but is even able to go after property. Right? That's called mishubadim. The only problem is that who writes the shtad? The one that's being makneh his item has to write the shtad. Usually the lender, by writing the shtad, I'm sorry, the one that's borrowing, writes the shtad, and the logic is that he's makneh his fields over to the, uh, to, to the lender. In this case over here, it was the lender that was writing the shtad. So therefore, how did, who's being makneh the fields over for the shabud? So the Gemara says, and the case came in front of the rabbis, and the rabbi said, even though the lender is writing the shtad, the fields of the borrower are mishrubad. So the Gemara says, What do you mean? You need a mikna, you need him to be makne the fields over. And through what is he being makne the fields over? Usually when he writes the shtad, he's makne over. Here the shtad is being written by the, uh, the uh, lender. Oh, Ella, we're going to say, well, what's the mechanics? Then you're right, this Zakin who was lending the money wrote the Shtar. But he's Makneh the Shtar to the borrower. And therefore, it's considered as if the borrower is giving him the Shtar. So therefore, the Shtar really belongs to the, the borrower, because he was Makneh to him. And therefore, he gives it over, he's Makneh the fields. To the lender, so you see what there is a concept that a person does makne the star over to somebody else. Now Tosfot over here, just to uh, show you the shitot here, holds you don't say this by a uh, by a loan. You don't need this mechanics by a loan 
that the lender has to give the star, so to speak, in order to be the Mishu'abadim. He learns the case a little differently. He learns that since this Zakin would be the lender of the town, people would sell him fields, as was of meaning they're doing him favors as well. He's lending money to them, so they're going to sell, sell him pieces of real estate and things like that. So when they would sell him a piece of real estate, who would write the star? The Zakin. So the Gemara says, how can the Zakin write the star? He's the one receiving. The, the, the one that's uh, 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 selling, he's got to makne the, the field to the star. So he says, no, the Zakin wrote it, and you have to say that what? That uh, he was makne the star to the seller, hence the sale of the fields went through. So you see again the concept that what? That we do say that even though the Zakin wrote the star, he gifts it or he makned the star to the, uh, to, the, to, the, to the seller of the fields, and therefore it works. Similarly, say the case by the lady. That what? That even though it was her item, tabla, husband wrote a get on it, gave the get back to her, you have to assume that what? She was makne it to him in order that the get will be the legitimate get. So comes the, let's just look at Rashi for a second. Ha-ba'ina sefer mikna vedeka she ha-makne sarich lichtov et tashtar. The rule is, the one that's selling, the one that's giving over has to write tashtar. Either he's giving over the the liens on his property, or he's, Bamash, like Tosafot says, giving over his field. But over here it was the receiver that was writing it, and he had to say it was maknem tashtar. So it comes again and says, Amar Rava. Rava comes along and says, Umay Kushya. Which means, what is your proof? No proof from this. Dilma Zaken Shani, Yadada Aknuye. Yeah, I'll tell you, Zaken is a Tamir Hakam. That guy knew the law. He knew exactly that he has to be Makdim, but maybe a lady is not keen on this law over here. You can't be here because you have a Zakin that knew that he had to be Makdim the star to the seller of the fields. That's she top line. Shani, Zakin, Shani, the Adala Aknuye, Shiw Hacham, the Yodeya Sheeno star, Ela Imken Makneo Lo Legamri. He knows he's got to gift it to him completely. She'll give it over to her husband, but she doesn't give it over in totality. She's lending it. What's the logic? She says, I'm getting it back anyway, so I'm going to gift it to him totally. But uh, otherwise, it's not going to work. So I said, Zakin knows the mechanics that he has to be magnet to start over to the seller of the field. But maybe not the lady. Doesn't matter, but it has to be the husband's. This get belonged to the lady. The absolute stuff. Sure, it's okay. You say that's that's where it's not there. No, no, no. But the one that's giving over his field has to be the one that's giving over the stuff. Has to be his stuff in order to be making the field. No, so you're not doing it. It has to be the one that's that, 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 that giving it over. So comes Gemara and says, Ela Amarava Mehaka. I'll give you another proof. Arev. What's the case? Arev literally is a guarantor. What's the case? Look at Rashi on the third line. There's a star between a malveh and a loveh. Right? I owe you a thousand dollars. And the Idim signed the star. Katava Arev Ktavyado. 
under the signatures he writes Va'ani Ariv and I guarantee so now how much is he committing to so that she says the lender can go to the guarantee he can only go to regular assets he cannot go to real estate why? because since he signed after the witnesses you can only go after fields if there's a call, if the if there's a voice, if there's people talking that know that this guy became a guarantee, guarantor, that means people know that his fields are leaned. How do you get a call? How do you get a, a voice to people to when you have a start with witnesses that document that? Since this guy did not sign before the witnesses signed, he signed after the witnesses, so it's just like a verbal agreement that he's going to be an arif. Oh, so therefore the Gemara says you can only collect from the Arev Benehorin. You can't go after his real estate. But there's a point over here. It's just like a regular loan that's verbal. They can only go after money. Alma, but what do you see from here? Kol Adam Namim Makne. Who's holding the star at this point when the Arev signed? The Malveh. The lender holds the star, right? Because he's the one that gets paid. Gets paid. When he comes along and says, Va'ani Arev, the star has to be in his possession in order to commit to the, to the guarantee. But the star now already belongs to the Malveh. And they have to say that the Malveh, at that point, is Makneh the star to the Arev, and therefore he's obligated to pay. He's mishabed himself, which means he's he's obligated. So what obligates himself? So that she writes. You need you need a star. The star is doing the hakna'a, but the star doesn't belong to Arif. Again, when did he sign this star, the Arif? After the loan was already done, the malveh has a star in his possession with witnesses. Yeah, you owe me a thousand dollars. Comes the Arev, and he signs on the bottom under the signatures, Va'ani Arev, and I am guaranteeing. What are you talking about? To Mishabed himself to guarantee the loan, he's got to have a safe and McKnight, he's got to have the star. He doesn't have the star, it's the Malvez. And he have to say what? The Malvez must be Mahmed the star to the Arev in that case. Oh, so you see what? Even a regular guy knows the law. You don't need necessarily a Zakin, like we said in the other story. So just like a regular guy, Malvez, Knows that you have to be Makneh the Shtar, so I'll say the lady also. Tada, the Gemara says, Dilma Gavrashani, Maybe a man is different than a lady. Maybe the men know the law, not necessarily Tamidahi, but men know the law, but maybe the lady, not necessarily. So comes the Gemara and says, Ela Amar of Ashe. So again, we're trying to figure out the case of the get. How does the woman know? How does the, does, no, does the woman do it or not? Oh, That's okay. the She'ela. It's actually a Beferush Mishnah. Isha Kotevet et Gita. A lady is allowed to write her own get. And that she says, but what do you mean? If she's writing her own get, the husband's not giving her anything. So that she says, and then she's it to the husband. Fully. And for that matter, the lady, the man is able to write the receipt 
that the lady received her kitubah, and then he's able to makne that receipt to the lady. The lady needs the receipt, and the man needs the get. So the Mishnah is just saying, the lady can write the get and makne it to the husband, and the husband writes the receipt as makne it to the wife. But what do you see over here? You see over here that what? She knows that, that she has to be maknem. She'en kiyum aget ela bechotamav. Okay, this is, of course, you have to sign witnesses also on these documents over here, because a, a shtar is not a shtar unless you have kiyum over here. But what do you see over here? We answer the question. That what? That indeed the lady knows the law of hakna'ah. That's why the Mishnah says kotev. Kotev et aget. Only problem is, these earlier rabbis didn't know beferush mishnah masekhet ketubot. I mean, it's, a, it's an obvious question. Tolab Asher came. They didn't know that a lady could write her own get. So the Tosafot asked this question on Chaf Amud Bet. Look at Tosafot. Isha Lo Yada. It's the second Tosafot to the bottom. I'm looking at the Im Tomar. In that Tosafot, Ve'im Tomar, Ve'chi lo yadam matnitin de ketubot. Oh, they didn't know the answer from the Mishnah Kedot. De pashit mineh besamuch da isha kotevet et gita. Once you have a Mishnah that says the lady writes to get, that automatically tells us that what she's making it to the husband. What's the sheyana? Ve'es Tomar, te'matzi le'dehoye de ketu de kotevet al klaf de baal el ashenotenet schara ketiva. I could have learned the Mishnah that what really the cloth belongs to the husband. Oh, so what does it mean that she writes it? She pays for it. So that we have no ra'ayah that what that it's working with being maknei the star. The star belongs to the to the to, 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 to the husband. That's why that Asher comes and says no. You know what shot in that Mishnah is that not only is she paying for, but the cloth itself. Belongs to her. Oh, and still we're saying it's okay. Must be she knows the law that she has to be maknez. So there were two ways really you could have learned that. Mishnah of Hashem is telling us how. So we answer the original question. Now we go to the next case. Amarava. Katav laget. Loriget. Venatno biyad avdo. Now this is not like the case of the Mishnah where he wrote the get on the Eved himself. There's no way he wrote a regular get. Gave it to the Evid. Evid Kanani is considered property. And then he writes that he's gifting the Evid to his wife. So simultaneously she acquires the Evid. And at that moment she also becomes Migureshet. Why? Because we look at the Eved like karka, like real estate. Now, we have a law that says, if, I, if somebody throws the git into the lady's possession, chatzer is koneh. And therefore, the domain of a person is koneh. That can make an acquisition. I mean, the git doesn't have to actually reach her hands necessarily, so long as it is in her domain. Like we learned yesterday a case where a guy throws the gate and it's in the, in, the, in the four amot of the lady in cases like that. So now, what did he do? He gave her a hasid and a get simultaneously. The evid belonged to him. So he's, and the evid's holding a get in his head. So he's he gives to her the evid. Once the evid becomes hers, now she has a hasid and there's a get in the hand of the evid. So therefore the rule would be 
Gita bahatsera baim keehad. Her get and her hatser come simultaneously, and therefore she is divorced. Now she says, Alab, ala evid. Can atahu le evid bishtar matanaze? She acquires the evid with the shtar matana. Ve'aget shibiyado. And then the get, that's what it's saying. Da'avi le'hai evid kahatsera. The evid has a status like it's her courtyard. So they came simultaneously, and therefore it works, which means it's considered that the husband gave her the get. By giving the chatzir with the get in it, it's considered still vinatan. It's happening at the same time. To that, the Gibbara says, What do you mean? Ve'amai, how's it work? Hatsir mehalecheti. It's a moving hatsir. It's not a regular hatsir that's stationary. It's a moving hatsir because the evidence is uh, animated. It moves. The hatsir mehalechet lo kana. And we have a rule that a hatsir mehalechet lo kana. Look at Rashi. Dechi amur abanan hatsir oshul adam konelo. That which we say the hatsir of a person is konefim lav be hatsir mehalechet amur. Start talking about a. Movable hatsir. The shani mekarke edenaidim and mekarke edelonaidim. There's a difference between karka that moves and karka that doesn't move. So therefore, it shouldn't be koneh. Dehi tema beomed. So maybe you'll tell me the case of tomorrow where the eved is standing. He's stationary. He's not moving. Ve'amarava kol sheilu mehalech lo kana omed veyoshev lo kana. That if he is able to move, even though he is standing, it is not a kenyan. They give what I answers. You have to say that the Eved was tied up. So therefore, he can't move. Therefore, he's considered like a regular, non-movable Hatser. Tosfot adds to the case that says you have to be, he's tied up and sleeping. And therefore, he's considered like a regular Hatser. And therefore, the Kenyan is a Kenyan. She says, Now he's not even Ra'ui. And when he's sleeping, he's not able to walk. So again, we learn from this deen. He gives the get to the Eved, tie him up, wait till he goes to sleep, give the star, bimakne uh, the Eved to the wife. So at the same time that she acquires the Eved, now it's like she's acquiring non movable karga. She acquired a hatser. The get is in her hatser, and therefore she is indeed divorced. Comes the Gemara and says, in the name of Rava, the Amar Rava, similar case. Katav la get. Wrote his wife again. Vinatno b'hatsero. This time he put the get in his own courtyard, not in an avid, it's in his field. And then he writes a gift. Meaning he's gifting the field, his field to his wife. So she's kone his hatser. Once she's kone the hatser, now she has a hatserah. Now what do you need this case for? We just gave the case of Evid. It's the same mechanics uh, seemingly. So the Gemara says, You need both cases. The case of the Evid and the case of the Hatser. If you gave me the just case of the Evid, maybe only in the case of an Evid, I'll say it works. 
But when it comes to courtyards, Ligzar Mishum Hatsera Habaal Leachar Mikan. I'm going to make a gezera to a case of hatser that won't be good. Literally, hatsera, her hatser that comes afterwards. What's that case? Look at Rashi. Hatsera ba'al la'achal mikan. Kigon. Natan la'get ba'hatser chavero. He put the get in somebody else's field. Ba'hatser shel chavero. Ve'alak ba'al hatser. Now that guy who owns the hatser, it's not the husband. Right, it's his friend. He goes and sells the lady the chaser. For sure, that's no girushin. Why? Who's giving the divorce? When he put the gate in the field, it was not a field. He put it in his friend's chaser. And if at the time of the Netina, nothing happened. Which normally they said, when he's Makneha the Hatser, what's the mechanics? When the husband's Makneha the Hatser, we consider as if he put the gate in our hand. Right? Just like if he puts the gate in our hand, it's Megureshin. So when he gives her the field, and there's a gate in the field, we look at it as if he put the gate in our hand. But here, what did he do? He didn't put the gate in her Hatser. Or his chatzir then gifted. He put it in somebody else's chatzir. Then that guy sold the chatzir with a get in it. That's not a considered a netina. And then what she says, When this chatzir ended up coming to her hands, didn't come from the husband. It's not considered gita, the chatzirah, daim keyachad. You understand the case? Which means the husband put the get in his friend's chatzir. That friend sold the chaser to the wife now. So there, you're right, she has a chaser now, and there's a gift in it. But who gave it to her? Nobody, the husband didn't give it to her. The husband did not gift the field to the wife that you could say, Gitav you could consider it as a nitina. So maybe I'll tell you, maybe chaser, even when he does it right, when he puts it in his chaser, then gifts the chaser to her, I'll say maybe that case is no good. Atu gezera. When he does it the wrong way. Ebed, I'm not going to make a gezerah like that. Because in the case of the Ebed, first of all, is not so shkiyah. Even though you want to consider the Ebed like a field, but that's not so, so shkiyah. So I'm not going to make a gezerah in such a case, add to a case of hatsero, habal hazeman. And anybody that comes along and says, that's the hadush of hatser, that we don't make a gezerah. Biyashbi'inan hatser, and if you only gave me the case of hatser, habamin hadavka hatser. By the Evid case, I might say it's not good because if I let you do it in the case where he's tied up and sleeping, maybe you'll come to do it in the case where he's not tied up and sleeping and that's considered Hatser Mahalekhet and Hatser Mahalekhet is not Kune Kamash Mahalan. We don't make a Gezerah by Evid as well. Therefore, I need the case of Hatser to tell me we're not Gozer to the case of Hatser that works, to the case of Hatser that doesn't work, and in the case of Evid that we don't make Gezerah of Kafut Atu. Eno kafut. This Gemara continues. Amar Abaye. Abaye starts to analyze this case of Hatzer. Mechti. Let's analyze. Hatzer mehecha et rabbe. Where do we know that there's a kinyan of a Hatzer at all? That you throw the get in the Hatzer of the lady that is considered a get? Because really, if you look at the pesukim, the pesuk says v'natan biyada. He got to put the get in her hand. 
Now we're coming along and saying a hadushir. Not only in a head, but even in a courtyard, it's okay. Well, how do you know that? So the Gemara says, Miyada. We know it from the word Miyada. Okay, the Gemara later on is going to make a dirashat. The word Yada is coming to say not only hand, but even the Hatsir, which is considered an extension of the hand. Oh, but the Abaye's theory is like this. If it's coming from the word Yada, it's only going to work like Yada, like your hand can work. Ma Yada di'ita ben midata ben ba'al kurha. Just like a husband can give her the get willingly in her hand, if she's willingly accepting it, but he can also give her the get against her will. So the mechanics of Yada work, Mirzona and even Baal Kurha. Af Deita bin Midata bin Baal Kurha. So you have to say that Khatsir works in those ways as well. Whether she accepts it willingly, right? They put it in a Khatsir and she accepts it. Or even if it's against her will. Only problem is if that's the case. This case over here, where let's say the uh, the lady now, he's she's getting gifted a chaser. A gift you can only receive willingly. You cannot accept a gift against your will. And therefore you're telling me the case of chaser, Rava, you're telling me, Oh, her chatser comes into her possession, the get is on the chatser, it works. Sorry. Since chatser is working with the same dinim as yad, it's got to work ben midata, ben shalom midata. But this type of matana, it'll work midata, but it's not going to work ba'al korcha. Because you can't gift something to a person against their will. And therefore, it should not be koneh koneh to abayir. Let's read it as she. That she says, "Ma yada diita begirushin al kurha." Can you can you put a get in the lady's hand against her will? Absolutely. Af hatzira ba'inan you need name de leve ben midata ben ba'al kurha. Kegon hatzir shaita shela kodem. For example, what's a, what would be, what would be a classical case of hatzir against her will? She has a hatzir that she owns. The husband throws the get in the hatzir that she owns already. You could throw it into Hatsir even against her will. Oh, that, that I understand. However, you're giving me a case over here where you're not throwing it into her Hatsir that she owns already. First, you're gifting her the Hatsir, and after you gift it, then you're saying the get that's in the Hatsir will be hers. Hold it. A matana, when you're using Hatsir in a matana context, it only works midata, but it doesn't work baal kurha. And since the whole source of Hatsir is some yada, so when you want to use a Hatsir in a matana context, it should not be koneh. Which is the only Hatsir that's going to work, is that it has the same dynamics as yada. Just like yada could be midata and ba'al kurha, so a Hatsir that could be midata and ba'al for example, she has a Hatsir. So just like you could throw it again in her hatsir, and she accepts it willingly, you could also throw it into hatsir against her will. That, that's the type of hatsir that was included from Yada. But you're using hatsir now in the context of a matana, because you're gifting it to hold it. Gifting it, she has to accept it willingly. You can't give a person a gift against their will. Oh, if that's the case, this type of hatsir was not included, and therefore the gift should not be a gift. That's Abayah's contention. So comes the Gemara and says, "Hold it, but keep la Rav Shimi bar Asher." 
Shimi Barashay comes along and he questions. We know that just like the husband can send a shaliyah to give a get, a lady is able to appoint a shaliyah to receive her get. That shaliyah is called a shaliyah kabbalah. Okay, she's on the receiving end. The lady has to appoint the shaliyah kabbalah. Meaning, it has to be midata. Right? The Sharia Kabbalah cannot accept a get against the will of the lady. Obviously. But still it works. Which means, I'll show you a case that it works. Only midata. And it doesn't work. And it works. Which is, you're telling me a klal abayyid. You're telling me that what? That for a get to work, it has to work ben midata, ben malkurha. That's why matana doesn't fit that, uh, that model. But what are you talking? Shaliyah kabbalah. Only works when she appointed, but it doesn't work when it's malkurha. When, well, let, let, let's say the shaliyah kabbalah accepts the get, she, she didn't appoint it. It's against her will. It doesn't work. And still the Shariah Kabbalah, when she appoints, works. So you see, you don't have to have Ben Midata, Ben Baal Qurha. Even the Shariah Kabbalah that doesn't work against the will, still works Midata. So say the same thing by the Hatser. Even though it only works when she wants to receive the Matana willingly, it doesn't work against the will, so it should work. To that, the Gemara says, no, no question. Very good. I'll tell you, that, how do we know a shaliyah kabbalah? How do we know this concept works at all? We learn it from a special pasuk because it says v'shileha. It says the husband sends the wife out. The pasuk just could have said v'shilah. And the fact that it says the extra he, v'shileha, we learn that what? You can even give the get to her agent. And therefore, we're not learning shilihut of kabbalah from the word yada. My problem by here says was stuff that you learn from yada has to be like yada. Ma yada ledata and bal kurcha. And where do you learn chaser from? From yada. So it's got to fit that model. You bring me a question from from shaliyah kabbalah. Shaliyah kabbalah is a different source. It's not learning from yada. So that you're not bound by the same model. That's the first answer of abaye. Second answer of abaye. I can give you another answer. What the second answer is? Really, I'll tell you, you know how you know Shaliyah Kabbalah from? From the word Yada also. That what? Just like her hand? Anything that's an extension of her hand, like her Shaliyah, also is okay. Oh, but if you're learning from the model Yada, it's got to be. A type of item that works midata and even balkurha. I thought shliut kabbalah cannot be against the will. You know what Abayya says? It can. Give me a case that it can. The father is able to receive the get of his minor daughter against the will. So therefore, you see, even shliut kabbalah has that dynamic. So therefore, comes out according to Abayya. Abayya is going to say like this. The case of the Hatser, where he gifts her the Hatser, and then the get is in the Hatser. Well, for that matter, the case of the Abed, Abayya said the case is not going to work. 
that type of Hasid is not going to get. You know why? Because it doesn't work Baal Korha. Rabbi will come along and say, no, it does work. And Abayyaz contention was, what are you talking? The whole rule of Hasid was learned from Yad. Yad only works in a case, you have to have a case of Midata. This, this only works Midata. So the Sefshimi said, what are you talking about? Shari'a Kabbalah only works Midata and doesn't work Baal Quran. Still you see that it works. So I mean, that's, that's what you're asking me. Number one, Shilihud does not learn from Yada. So that does, does have the same model. Secondly, even if you want to say it is from Yada, it is Baal Quran. In the case of what? A daughter that's a minor, the father can be her receiver for the gift, even against the will. So come to we have a fantastic look at Abayin Rabah in the case of a Hatsir. Everybody will agree if it's her Hatsir and the husband throws it in against the will. That's Vadai. Migurishit Baal Kurha. The Hidush over here is, even in a case where he gives her the Hatsir, Rabah is going to say, Gita Hatsirab Baim Kehad. Abayek contends, sorry, that case is no good. Why? Because that case can only work if it's willingly. Because you can't give a person a matana against her will. And since we're learning Hatzeh from Yada, it's got to have the mechanics of Yada that can work even against her will. In this case of Hatzeh doesn't work against her will. Therefore, he holds not kone. Comes the Gemara and continues from a quote from the Mishnah. We learned al shil zayit. What do we say in the Mishnah? You write the get on an olive leaf. He said it's okay. Or kerin para the horn of a cow. And we said then you give her the cow. Or you write it on the hand of an avid, and you give her the avid. So comes the Gemara and says bishlamayad the avid. I understand the case of the avid. You can't cut the hand off of the avid and give her the hand because it is asur to damage one's avid. Uh, we know that, that she says on the top, he gives a sevarah, number one, because an avid is part of the Torah, is part of the mitzvot. You cannot cause a damage to the avid. And even so, if a person, if an owner damages his evid, for example, cuts his hand off, he would go out free. If he goes out free, that shows us he's not allowed to do that. And therefore, I understand why you're telling me in the Mishnah, you got to give him the whole evid. Because what are you going to do? You can't cut the hand off and just give, him, give her a hand with a get on it. Okay, because it's a suit. However, the Gemara para. But when it came to the horn of the cow... Why does he got to give it a whole cow? Let him write the get on the uh, horn of the cow. Let him cut it off and give it a horn. What do you got to give on the whole cow? You have no choice. But the horn, you're allowed to cut off a horn. That's the Gemara's question. Gemara says, Right? The Torah says back to back. You got to write it and you got to give it. In this case over here, there's a break in the action. You wrote it on the Keren Shilpara, now you gotta cut it, and then you're gonna give it. That's, not, that's already a problem. Which means, if you cut it before, that's fine. 
However, if you're planning, that's the way that I'm explaining over here, from the Ramban. If you're planning on cutting it, if you're planning on cutting it, right? You wrote it. Now you give uh, the whole cow, it's not going to be good because bottom line, since your intention is only to give her the cannon itself, and that's mehutzar, kitzitzar, no good. So the only way you can ride it on the horn of a cow is if you, and you don't want to cut it off, you got to give her the whole entire cow. You can't ride it, leave it on, they just give her the whole cow. Because no, your intention was to give her the cannon. And the cannon is mehusar. So it's like what? It's like you wrote a ketiva, mehusar ketiza, with an etina, no good. That's why the Gemara makes a difference between the cow, that either you gotta give it a whole thing, and the, and that's why you don't let you cut it off, because, now again, if you would cut it off first and ride it, then of course you have no problem. But we're talking about a case over here where the guy didn't cut it off. And he cut it off, you gotta give her the whole entire cow. Look at the top to support for a second. Just to give us a point, why did the Mishnah give an example where you wrote a get on an ale zayit, on a uh, an olive leaf? So Tosfot says, "Davka ale shel zayit vechayotzebo dimitkayim." Seems that it uh, it's durable, the ale shel zayit, but stays. Kedetanya betosefta al ale shel zayit vecharuv bedalat vechol davar shushin kayama kasher. Aval ale shel kirishinu betzalim, like an onion leaf and things like that. So they didn't just pick it arbitrarily. The reason why they picked the zayit because it's more sturdy and therefore the get can stay on such a hadi. Uh, 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 okay, now we have a quote from the Mishnah. The Biyosegeli Shita was like this: You cannot write a get on any living object. Velo ala ochlin, and not on ma'achal. That was a biyoseh gilishita at the end of the Mishnah. So the cow obviously is not a good case as well, nor will let you write it on a foodstuff. Okay, or for that matter, an avid also will not be good according to the biyoseh. Any living creature, get doesn't work, any foodstuff, no good. Now we got to get the sources and pesukim between the rabbis. So Yabala says, My tama. What's the reason of the biyoseh gilishita? Sefer. Right, it says, V'chatav la sefer kiritut. Now, sefer sounds like on a klaf. En li ela sefer. Meaning, right to get on klaf. Minayin lirabot kol davar. How do I know they can come include anything? Tamud nomar, V'chatav la mikol makom. What the person says, V'chatav la write for. It doesn't limit it. Write any way you want to write. So then we have contradictory words over here. From the word sefer, it's masma only klaf. From vechatavla, write it any way you want. In ken matamudoma sefer. So if you tell me you can write it on anything, so what do you need the word sefer for? Ma sefer davar she'em bo ruachayim ve'en o'ochel. Avkod davar she'em bo ruachayim ve'en o'ochel. Sefer gives us the restrictions to tell us. It's got to be like sefer. Just like sefer is not a living object and not a food, so too, you can write on any item, so long as it's not a living object and a food. So again, vechatav anything. But what? Anything that's like sefer. That does not have living and does not have food. Good. Vechatav, what do the rabbis do? The rabbis say, you can write on anything. Even a food stuff, even balechaim. Ikativ. If it would have written, basefer, kedika amart. Then already... I agree with you. What is Basifid? Look at Rashi fourth line. Ikata Basifid Mashma Yikhtov Biklaf. 
ומצית לממד דחידה במבחתיו לה דומיאד דקלפו דרבי אוז'ה If it would have said the word בסיפן That's telling you it's got to be קלף And then I can tell you the word דחתיו is coming to expand on it that it's things like קלף However, but now that it says sefer, it's not even telling you an item. Sefer is a different terminology. What is sefirat devarim? It's telling you over here what you got to write. Not what you write on. Sefer means like a sipur. It's like a story. It's telling you, you got to write, you know, I want to give a divorce of it to kiritut, or go away, don't come back. And what you have to write in the gift. So then when he learns the word sefer is not restricting anything. What is it? Bas sefer is telling you what you got to write in. That's klaf. Oh, and then kitiva would tell me anything, and I can stop making maybe your sigiri. Kitiva is anything, anything that's like klaf, no ruachayim, no machal. But don't say bas sefer. It says sefer. Sefer is a different context. Sefer is telling me what? Sipur devarim. You got to write in the get. I am sending you out, and uh, don't come back. That's Bahudata. Uh, since we have no restriction from the word sefer, so I don't need the word vechatav, which means, what is vechatav coming to teach you? Which means, I don't need a pasuk to tell me you can write on anything, because I don't have a, I don't have a word that's restricting. According to Rabbi Yosei I got a restricting word of sefer, so I need the word vechatav to come and tell me, oh, not only klav is okay, but anything that is like but according to the rabbis, nothing's restricting it. The pasuk never limited me at all. So therefore, what is the word vechatav coming to teach me? Don't teach me anything. I know anything already. Any, why, why, why wouldn't I think anything? I never have a restricted word. So what's the pasuk vechatav coming to teach me according to the rabbis? My avdi de mivaylehu bechtiva mitkareshet veena mitkareshet bekesef vechatav hadush. She only gets divorced through writing. She cannot get divorced through money. Well, I would have thought that a guy can give his wife money and say, Hare at give her two dollars. Just like he got into it with money, I would say gets out with it with money. Because the Pasuk says, It's a famous connection of two words. It says she leaves one husband, she gets married to somebody else. So the Gemara always makes a connection between Yitzi'ah and Havaya, leaving and getting in. So I would say, Ma Havaya just like she gets into a marriage with money, at Yitzi'ah Nami Bekesef. So too she gets out with money as well. Kamash Ma'land Vechatav, to teach me, no, it's only through writing. Oh, the Idach, Rabbi Yosei you learn from the word Vechatav to teach me that. Even more things than klaf, vechatav. You don't not only klaf, but even things that are similar to klaf, right? Vechatav. Also, how do you know the law that she cannot be megareshet vekesef? Navkele mesefer kiritut. From two words, from the fact that there's a juxtaposition, there's a semichut between the words sefer kiritut. What does sefer kiritut teach me? Sefer korta the end davar achir korta. It's the klaf that breaks the relationship, and nothing else. So he learns it from the com- connection of the two words, Sefer, Kiritut. The Sefer breaks it, nothing else. Oh, the Idach. Oh, what does Rabbanan learn from the connection between the two words of Sefer, Kiritut? Mev'ele davara koret beno lebena. 
it's got to be kiritut. It's got to be conclusive. It's got to be a type of get that there's a break. As opposed to what? Kiditanya. I'm giving you the get on condition you never drink wine again. You never go to your parents' home again. Forever. Why? Because she's on the hook with this condition forever. He never made a full break. There's still strings attached. However, But if it's only a 30-day condition, it's a get. Why? Because there's no, after 30 days, there's no strings, which means there's a cutoff. So that's what the rabbis learned from the word sefer kiritut. It's got to be a break that there's no strings attached. V'idach. Or how does the Biosegli know this? Mekaret kiritut. Because the pasuk could have just said, Mekatav la sefer karet. The fact that it's like a double language, kiritut, I could learn that one, it's got to be davar a karet. The idak, what do the rabbis do with the double language? Karet kiritut lo darshi. They don't do this, this karet kiritut, it's not mashma to them. So basically you see over here uh, the concept of the mahloket between the banan and the biyoseh agiridi. Comes the next mishnah, and kodvim b'mechubal lekarka. Good. You're not allowed to write on something that is attached to the ground. Because we learned in the Pasuk, there cannot be a kitsitsa, a cutting in between the kitiva and the netina. Now, if you wrote it on something that was attached, you pulled it out of the ground, and you signed the witnesses, kashir. Now the Gemara is going to have this contradiction. You just told me you can't write it on something that's attached to the ground. Then you tell me in the next sentence, and if you wrote it on something that's attached to the ground, you cut it off, you signed it, it's okay. <laughs> Make up your mind. Can you write it on something that's attached or not? Tosfot, if you remember, on this case, had an interesting point earlier in the Masechet. It said, You wrote it when it was attached. You pulled it out of the ground. And then you signed it. Now, isn't that obvious if you wrote it when it was attached and then you pulled it off, it's obvious that you signed it when it was talush, when it was detached. So Tosfot says no, because there could be a case where you could sign it when it was uh, detached. I'm sorry, sorry, when it's attached. Pull it off, and then you're able to replant it in the ground again. So you cannot take it for granted. It's possible that you could have a kitiva. I'll give you a case, different case. Actually, it's not on this case. It's a kitiva betalush and a hatima bebechubab. You can have a case where you pulled it off, wrote it, replanted it, and signed it. Okay, but that's not for this case. In any event, the biyuda posel, the biyuda says no good. He says both the ketiva and the hatima has to be betalush. Now, the biyuda ben betalah omer, and kodvin, you're not allowed to write a get. Lo ala niyar mahuk, not on niyar mahuk. What is niyar mahuk? That is a paper that you're allowed, that you're able to erase, and you're not able to notice the erasure. Velo ala diftera. Diftera is also a type of a parchment where you cannot tell if it was erased. Because it's forgeable. Which means, obviously, if you cannot tell the erasure, 
So what's going to happen? You can start erasing things, change the conditions over here, and therefore it's not going to be good. The rabbis say it's okay. Let's read Rashi and conclude here. Niyara mahuk yachol la'azor velemuhko ad'aidim What are you going to do now? Which means like this. Let me, let me explain you the case over here. Excuse me. Let me explain the case of Nahar Mahum. Niyar Mahuk means it was a piece of parchment that was erased already. Which means it was a used uh, parchment like. Already there was an eraser on the parchment once. So you say, what's the problem? Now, now it's erased. Now I'm, I'm starting from scratch. No, because if it's an erased document, it's not a document that you cannot notice, like I explained earlier. I'm changing my explanation. Niyar Mahuk means it's a Niyar that was erased once already. What's the problem if you use a document that was erased once? Look at that sheet. Because I'm concerned what? You're going to erase it again. Up into the witnesses. And you're going to rewrite it. You're going to take away some of the conditions that were there. And the people are not going to realize that you erased it. Because even when the signatures are, it's erased. Understand the case? If the whole document is erased, are the witnesses signed on an erased part? Yes. So what am I going to do now? I'll erase the top part. By erasing the top part, I'll add some more conditions in there. Now the people are looking at the star, they say, hey, this star is erased. Oh, but sorry, the witness is also uh, uh, signing on the erased part. So you're not going to think twice of it. And therefore you're going to have a problem. Now incidentally, the Gemara Bababatra says this is only a problem by Gitin, not a problem by Shashtarot. Because we could assume by Shashtarot that's done in Beddin, they'll distinguish between double erasure and single erasure. Which is where the condition was changed, it's already erased it twice. However, a get that can be done benole bena, you know, just between the husband and the wife and just with two witnesses, we're concerned that they might not be able to discern the difference between a double oration and a single oration. He goes, oh, that, so they deem, uh, it was all erased, they deem signed under the normal condition. Therefore, if it's not mahuk or diftera, no good, Akamim say it is kashir, the Gemara will explain the mahluk. <laughs>